you are the podcast master. What's up, world? Hope you are having a great day. And if you're listening to this, that means you woke up this morning, which means you're having a great day. Look at the alternative. Of course, you're having a great day. I wish we had more of that mindset in the world right now. Start looking at the positive people because one of these days, we're not going to have the opportunity to have another great day. So uh, I hope you guys are smiling. I hope you guys are enjoying whatever you're doing in the world right now. I know I am. I am halfway through a month in Las Vegas. Holy crap. I'm living in Las Vegas for a month. That's crazy still to think about. Um, Living on sunshine and protein shakes. That's right. Uh, Just living it up in the big party city that is Las Vegas. Uh, Really, really interesting city right now. Crazy to see it uh, the way it is right now. we'll, We'll talk more about that here once we get back home and kind of recap this entire month here in Las Vegas. But I'm super, super excited about this episode. This is one that we 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 joke about trying to do this, and we, we have literally tried to do this for at least a year, um, and timing, things like that. Something's always come up. Something always jumps in the way. But this is uh, a guy that I, I consider one of my – true great friends in the world not just not just when I'm on the road uh with PBR or not just when I'm at work but I I truly consider this guy one of my greatest friends he is such an amazing human being and and I wish everyone look I'm going to be completely honest a lot of people see this kid as a confident uh, a little bit uh cocky maybe every once in a while would be a good word to use that, that a lot of people would use um very charismatic young man and i cannot stress enough how good of a human this kid is and i wish more people could see the side of ezekiel mitchell that i get to see we're gonna i'm gonna expose a little bit of that in this episode super excited about that and, and hopefully you guys will understand why i I just love this kid so much. So anyways, we get into this podcast. I apologize because it's kind of short. Um, a lot of things happening here in Las Vegas. They decided they wanted to shoot a video of this podcast. With that, we we had to do it uh, on one of the sets down by the arena. Timing. Everything comes down to timing. So we really kind of get into the nuts and bolts of this podcast. And then all of a sudden they look at me and say, hey, you got to wrap it up. So you'll hear me actually ask them, are you guys telling me I've got five minutes? And that's exactly what they were telling me. So it's kind of a short podcast, but this is my promise to you. This is my promise to Zeke, and he's already promised me we're going to do a second half at least because I could go all Joe Rogan with this one and sit down, and me and Zeke could sit for three hours and carry on a conversation. That's uh, just, I mean, it's something we do on a regular basis anyways. We just never have microphones around. So anyways, hope you guys enjoy this podcast as much as I do. Again, if you do, go drop a review wherever you get your podcast. Give me the rating um, and let us know on social media. Let us know what you guys want to talk about um, because we have just a plethora of topics we still want to get to, and we may try to do that here in a couple of weeks when we're in South Dakota. So anyways, I'm going to quit rambling. I'm in Las Vegas. The sun is shining. I hope the sun's shining wherever you are. Um, Hope you're smiling. And I hope that this podcast makes you smile even more. So let's get to it. My conversation 
with Ezekiel Mitchell. Here we go. Welcome to Rad Pass. <laughs> uh, we've been trying to do this for a long time. <laughs> we, we've actually been planning this podcast for, for about a year. At least, I, I was going to say, okay, um, that being said, we couldn't start till you got off the phone with your mom. Your mom just called, so uh, you guys are super close. Yeah, I guess so. We weren't. We haven't always been like as close as we are now, I think, just uh, as life went on. I mean, you move out of the house, then you gain a whole new appreciation for your parents, and I don't know, we just got close. Me and all, uh, my, my mom, my stepdad, and my dad, we're, we're all close, and... I call my stepdad, but he's my dad too. I got two dads. Isn't that weird? How we like we, we were so close as little kids. Like mm-hmm. our parents are the only people we like, you know. As babies, they're the only people that can get us to shut up when we're crying and stuff like that. They feed us, they take care of us. We get to a certain age, and it's like, yeah, I'm gonna go do my own thing. I don't need to listen to you anymore. And then the older we get, like you're starting to get to that age where you come back around, and it's mm-hmm. like, you know what? Maybe they're a little bit smarter than I thought they were. What should I do here, Mom? Right, exactly. <laughs> well, and that's what she was calling to give you advice on what to do today. Yeah. You're, you're not in the the best physical condition. No. What happened? Oh, yesterday, uh, just decided to get on a bull um, and, uh, for the team event. But uh, first, second bull rider out of the night and uh, just hung in my rope for a split second. He stepped on my leg, and then he stepped in the place where the sun don't shine. And so now today... Uh, we're feeling a little bit better, but still a lot of bit sore. So. Got you a little bit below the buckle? Yeah, a little bit below the buckle. <laughs> so yeah. So mom had advice. What'd she say? Uh, she said, get some Epsom salt and some bear back and body or something like that. And make sure you get some pain relief. Whatever it is. Yeah, whatever it is. Mama knows best. Yeah. Uh, except for the time when she hated me. Because your mom, for some reason, just like me and your mom had beef. I don't know. I guess she just said something in the wrong way on Ride Pass and... Yeah, she was she was ready to go at it with all Matt West. <laughs> We're good now, yeah. though, right? Uh, you better ask her. <laughs> no, I she think is, she's such a sweet lady, though. Yeah, she uh, I got to meet her at Houston, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Um, but yeah, there was something. I, did she think I was making fun of the blue hat, or, or what was it? I think so. And then the fact that you know JW was on there last year, and JW he's a jerk. Like, yeah, he's he's actually a nice guy, but he he, has, he plays a jerk on. I don't know why he does it, but he plays a jerk on. He oh, plays God. that old grumpy yeah, cowboy, like 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 somebody's grandpa. Yeah, I mean that's JW reminds me of somebody's grandpa. Like I feel like, and I know he doesn't, but I feel like he wakes up every morning, smokes a pipe, chugs a glass of whiskey, and then just <laughs> says, "How grumpy can I be today?" <laughs> um, talking about the blue hat, where'd the blue come from? Uh, so whenever I was younger, I guess I had one little straw cowboy hat, but it was terrible. It was. It was by all means the worst thing. I think I've seen pictures again of me in it from back in the day, and I'm like, I don't know why you ever thought that looked good on your head. Like, how old are we talking? Uh, like this is right when I started, so 15, 16. Oh, but, really? Yeah. So that like I, I was imagining like four or five years old. Yeah, right no. Now. Well, no. Whenever I was younger, I had nice cowboy hats because my dad bought them. <laughs> but, okay. Like, or I just wear his hat and put napkins in in the bands of yeah, tighten it up. Yeah, a little tighten bit. it up. Let's, talk about that though because your dad was a big part of the reason you wanted to be a cowboy am i right mm-hmm. yeah so my dad uh, he was a horse dentist so he floated horses teeth and he's always from the time i can remember he starched his own jeans every day it's long sleeve button downs no matter if it's a hundred hundred thousand degrees outside it's him and long sleeves and they're button down pearl snap and starch wranglers or something and um 
That was his deal. That was he, his deal. He was a cowboy. Yeah, he was a cowboy. And if we were dressing up to go somewhere or go to a rodeo, he had like always had something snazzy. There were, it was always yeah. something fancy and cool. You talk about your dad, your mom, your stepdad, and uh, a lot of people get frustrated with having two dads. But like every time you mention it, like you just you smile, yeah. like you're happy about it. Like it's a good thing for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, since my mom and my dad didn't work out. My stepdad was the best thing for her, you know. Um, he loves her unconditionally, and he's always treated us like we we're his kids. And don't let anybody cross Papa Bear because if you messing with his cubs, he's gonna he's gonna snap just as bad as Mama is. So. How old were you when Mom and Dad split? Shoot, I don't even remember. I think we were really real young. young. Yeah, real real young. Um, probably before kindergarten, first grade, somewhere around there. Probably before that. So it's, it's like it's been all three of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what you've known. Yeah, that's all I've known. Uh, you said, did you say kindergarten, fourth grade, right? First grade. First grade. Somewhere in there, grade, yeah. Third grade. I, I bring up fourth grade because there's this rumor about a fourth grade talent show. Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? No. Are you, are you seriously? Never heard of it. Uh, I don't. I feel like you're lying to me right now. Never heard of it. Did you sing a song? I sang. What did you do in your fourth grade talent show? Man, this I is sang. random things that I remember. I sang, yeah. I used to. They now to this day, if I go back to my elementary school, they still call me the singing cowboy. Really? Yeah. What song? Do you do you remember what song you sang? Um, what I love about Sundays. Really? Yeah, by Craig Morgan. Really? Yeah. That's the Same. most random song ever. Yeah, that was my dad at that time. That was my dad's favorite artist. Yeah. So. Like, that was my favorite song. It was his favorite song, so I was like... That's cool. Yeah. Same. So, is, is that what you wanted to do? Like, did you want to be a singer? I wanted to be a rodeo cowboy and a country music singer. Really? Honest to God. You wanted to be you wanted to be a black Chris Ledoux, didn't you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I didn't even know who Chris Ledoux was at the time, but I was like, I want to be... That's who I want That's what be. you wanted to do? Yeah. So, so, do you still sing at all? No. Well, kind of. Yeah, I kinda. sing terrible now. Um, like drunk karaoke bar singing? Yeah, I do that every once in a while. But, like, so um, before coronavirus, I was actually going to start going and taking singing lessons because I said, even if I don't do anything with it, I want to at least record a demo. Really? Yeah. So it's like a bucket list thing more than anything. Yeah. And I love that. That's something that you and I have always talked about. It's like there's things in life that, like, you want to do, and maybe it's been in the back of your mind. And let's be honest, with the group of guys that we're around, it's not always to say easy to say, man, I've always wanted to do this or I've always wanted to do that because it doesn't fit the quote-unquote stereotype of, like, Mm -hmm. being a tough cowboy. But, like, there's little things like that. Like, I've always admitted, like, I was was really butthurt when I didn't get to go do the movie that everybody else did with Scott Eastwood and The Longest Ride because I was supposed to. Something fell through. I ended up not going, and I was like, that was a bucket list thing I wanted to do. So, yeah, like – like it bummed me out a little bit, but I love the fact you were going to take it as far as going and, and taking singing lessons at what, 20, how old are you? 20, 23, 23, still going to happen. Still going to happen. Just waiting on COVID to let me do stuff. You don't hear a lot of 22, 23, 24 year old guys saying, I want to take singing lessons. Well, I never, I don't know. I ain't never been one to not do what I, I want to do. Right. You know, and that's kind of the reason why I've gotten to where I am in my life is because everything that I've wanted to achieve or try to go after, I try to do it. So now I've picked up a guitar and tried to, I'm trying to learn how to play it. You know, so if I'm going to go after it, I'm going to go after it. I don't really care anymore. I can't, 
can't worry about what people think about me or anything else like that. I'm just going to do what makes me happy. You can either live a life of fulfillment or you can live a life trying to make everybody else happy. Do you think a big part of your attitude towards things like that is like the people you've surrounded yourself with? Yeah, um, especially rodeo. Rodeo has really put people in my life. I got friends back home that have always been like super supportive. Like even guys that are ride just as good as me or better than me or in my mind, I think they ride better than me, but they just haven't came over here yet. But they just, they've always been super supportive. Like one of them is, his name's JT Moore. And he just called me the other day and he was like, Hey, he was like, um, go do whatever you want to do. He was like, and take off. He was like, you already ride good enough. Just take off, do whatever you want to do. He said, the best thing I ever heard is somebody say, whenever I knock on your door, I don't want you to answer. I don't want you to ever be there. Because he wants you yeah, to be gone, you're, you're chasing gone. the dream. You're chasing your dreams. He said, don't open the door for nobody. <clears throat> so you talk about when you were a kid, you wanted to be a cowboy. You wanted to be a singer. When did bull riding start to come into the picture? Bull riding was like, I guess I'd always been fascinated with bull riding from the time I could remember. Like, always. But my dad was always the one that was like, nah, no bull riding. We'll ride bucking horses. We'll rope. But no bulls. Do anything and else. Anything else. So I tried to put it as far out as my, of my mind as I could for the longest of time. And then I lucked up and got to go get on a steer at a play day uh, that my cowboy church put on. And then I was hooked. Like, as soon as it happened the first time, I was hooked. I couldn't, I couldn't it shake it. it to save. It was over. I couldn't shake it to save my life. How long was it before you got on again? It was probably, I think that was August right before I started my freshman year of high school then i went all the way until right around march my around my birthday and then that's when i started getting on bulls again so you started getting on pretty regular in high school no 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 so <clears throat> i always used to make a joke and say that i didn't really feel like i started riding bulls till i was 18 because uh at the time my mom didn't want me to ride bulls at all and i was a smart Is she now yeah she, she's okay yeah, with she, it now i don't know after last night she might not be <laughs> um but yeah, she, man, that's crazy. What? I was just thinking about it like, I don't know. Like like the whole process? Yeah, the whole like process. From from that point to where you're at yeah. right now? Yeah, because I didn't, I didn't get on a whole lot. Like, I didn't know that I was supposed to get on practice bulls or, or stuff like that a lot. So I'd go every once in a while, would try to find places for me to go and couldn't find places really. Yeah. And then after that. My schoolwork started lacking because I wanted to ride bulls so much, and my mom pretty much shut it down. So after that, every time I did get to go get on practice bulls, I was getting on 10 to 20 bulls a night. So Dang. Yeah. And then, yeah, I was literally probably the first kid there and the last kid to leave. And they'd had to literally tell me, all right, Zeke, that's enough. You ain't got to get on no more. I remember, like, I think it was the, fir I think it was the first time I, that you really – caught my attention was it a, in stevenville mm -hmm, spring, we've spring. talked about this and did I don't, I don't do you remember the bull no but um, it turned into like a little wager wasn't it yeah oh yeah was, to, was it toby floyd yeah toby floyd the brennable yeah i don't remember the brennable i don't remember his name but. i don't remember his name but the it, it turned into a i can i can i can do this which which is a lot of a lot of the reason for a lot of things happen in this world right now but that's the first time I remember seeing, you know, paying attention to you. And I was like, holy crap, this dude's legit. And it wasn't very long after that, all of a sudden you started popping up more. I feel like just a minute ago you had that same moment you had when we were at, was it Duluth? When yeah. 
you looked at the screen and I'm in the middle of a show and I kind of pointed at the screen and I was like, with this finish, Ezekiel Mitchell just climbed into the top 10 in the world. Yeah. Your expression that day, like, it was something I'll never forget. That was a pretty mm-hmm. cool moment. Gives me chills right now. I got the goosebumps. Yeah? Yeah. Why? I don't know. Because, like, bull riding makes me emotional as right. I'll get out. And, like, and then anytime. Cry. Yeah. I'm, I'm just might, telling you because there's like, been you, some, like. You got me tearing up already. Like, honestly, like, that's what a lot of people don't know about me. Like, I was just, I just start replaying things in my head. And, like, people don't know that I was a kid that jogged 10, 15 miles just so I can go get on bulls one time. You know, because really? nobody could take me there and nobody could pick me up. My mama didn't even know that I was, that I ended up jogging. Like, I was like, Mom, somebody's going to pick me up. They're going to pick me up at the end of the road. I didn't tell her what road it was at the end of. Like, I jogged from Baytown all the way through the back roads to Crosby to get to the practice pen. Really? Yeah. And so, like, it, and, and at the time, I didn't know that it was forming me and, and making me love it so much more and appreciate what I had. But, like, it's just different for me. Like it, it's hard for me to look back at that kid and and where he thought he was gonna go and not really believing, and then where I am now. Where'd you think you were headed? I I thought I was headed here. I just didn't believe. You just it. didn't believe it. Mm-hmm. And it, it's crazy. This is why I think this is why you and I are are for some reason connected because we've had these same moments a hundred times at one a.m. and mm-hmm. in some random bar, and I'm sober. I don't yeah. drink at all. Yeah. So how I end up in these places and these conversations blows my mind. But I've seen this, and, and you do get emotional. You do, um, you have this immense amount of gratitude. Like you're, you're so thankful for every single time you get to nod your head, aren't you? Mm-hmm. And that comes from the hard work. Yeah. You think? Yeah. And then just knowing that there's a there's a guy. Uh, his name was uh, Damian Bassett. We call him Bino, but he sat us all down. We're at a youth association. He was like, one out of three of y'all are going to make it as a bull rider. The rest of y'all, y'all are going to quit. Not so much. Yeah, y'all are going to quit. Y'all are going to be done. He's like, you might be the best bull rider in the group, which I wasn't. But he was like, but you won't make it. You might not make it. And then, I don't know, that's why I'm so grateful to be that one guy out of three. You know. And there was literally, he was like, look to your left and look to your right. Those two guys that were sitting next to me, they don't ride no more. Yeah. So I was just, I'm, and I'm grateful to be here because, you know, in that, I guess even that one out of three, the next one out of three, the half of those guys are going to make it here or less than half of yeah. those guys or might not even make it past amateur rodeos in Texas. But. Yeah, one out of three might be able to go and continue to go to rodeos mm-hmm. or amateur deals, but, man, it's a lot smaller margin to get to this level. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think about it, there's thousands of bull riders out there and there's 35 show up here yeah. every week. And you're one of those 35. And to be able to stay here is like, like I didn't even know. Last year, just before before this year's confidence that I have now. Like this year, I said I, I wasn't ever worried about the cut line. But last year, yeah, I was worried about the cut line. I was like, I don't ever want to go back to the Velocity Tour. Right. The only reason I want to go back is if we ain't got nothing to do and I just want to go get on bulls, but right. I was like, it's an off weekend. Yeah, it's an off weekend. But I want to be here. Like that was the scariest thought for me last year is that I'd be one of those. Like I'd all, I remember listening to the broadcast one time, and you, you hear somebody say, uh, "We got to make sure this kid's around here to stay. He might be just another flash in the pan." Yeah. And that's why I was like, I don't want to be a flash in the pan, like at all. Is that for you, or is that 
for the family or is it for some little kid sitting in the middle of nowhere that might look up to you? Like what fuels that thought process? All of the above. Yeah. You know, is, is, it is for me just because I, I want to be successful. But then it also goes into giving my little brothers and, and my little sisters. I got a lot of siblings, so I want them to believe they can do whatever they want to do. And then there's the more and more I realize it now because social media, you can people can DM you and stuff like that. The messages from kids saying, hey, you're my inspiration, blah, blah, blah. And just even older people, like people that are not even like older than me. And they're like, hey, you know, you've really inspired me. It's yeah. like you're an inspiration to everybody. And Dude. like. Yeah, and I hate to cut you off, no, but you, you talk about social media and people DMing you. One of the coolest things I've ever seen is I got the notification, and I have maybe two notifications on my phone to when people go live or something like that, but I got a notification that you were going live. And so I popped on a few seconds later, and you were on there, and you were just going live with like random people. Mm-hmm. And the way that you talked to little kids that would pop on was something that I was like, this is what... I want the rest of the world to see. I want the rest of the world to see not the professional bull rider, not the guy that's going to hang out with the buddies after the bull riding, but the way that you talk to kids and the way that you are, you're, you're good with kids. Mm-hmm. And, and and to me, that was so impressive. Like what makes you want to do that? What makes you just want to jump on and just start talking to random people? I don't know. <clears throat> it sounds kind of cheesy because it reminds me of like the movie Eight Seconds. I had mm-hmm. that same feeling that Lane had. Yeah. You know, um, <clears throat> when I was younger, I went to the home our hometown rodeo. I snuck behind the bucking chutes, and there's a kid that's only a grade or two above me, but he's riding bareback horses in the in the rodeo. So I think I'm gonna go and hang out back there with him, even though I knew he didn't like me. But I was just gonna hang out. And he's just t- gonna be cool. Yeah. He told me that I didn't belong back there. That I need to get my ass out of there. Like just treated me wrong and really? i was like i was like all right i was like i'm not i'm never going to be that person i never want to be that person that skews somebody else's dreams like what what's the point in that you know and you know ne- you don't know what's going on in their home life you don't know where they came from if you can be that little ray of sunshine to whoever you're talking to no matter if they're young or old that's who i want to be like i i want to make sure when people think of ezekiel they think i can i can do whatever i want to do because he told me I could. No negative. No negative. I, I always challenge people, when you wake up in the morning, before your feet hit the floor, before your feet hit the floor and you get out of bed, think about a couple of things that make you happy and 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 force yourself to smile before you get out of bed because then everything else is icing on the cake. Mm-hmm. Like You've already made that day a success, and I feel like, like you always are looking for the positive in, in everything. What's the point in looking at the negatives? <laughs> I, I, hey, I completely agree. I want to go back to bull riding real yeah, quick. Yeah, let's go. Let's clear up a little bit of, of, let's just get it out there. Because for a long time, a lot of people, and I've heard it in interviews when I went and done media with you, everybody says, you learned to ride bulls on YouTube. Eh, not really, right? Or kind of? Like yeah. it helped? Yeah, it was, <clears throat> it was like, so I didn't have anybody to teach me how to ride bulls. So yeah, I got on YouTube. And I figured out the fundamentals, and that taught me so much that whenever I started going to get on bulls and people started coming into my life, I was already farther ahead than I I initially thought I was. So that's why I can give YouTube some credit for a lot of it. And 
but for the most part, I learned from there. But then I had other people just pile more information on top of that. Because you can only, you can learn the fundamentals. Like I was telling everybody, I learned the fundamentals there. You know, but I didn't, you don't actually learn how to ride bulls from YouTube. You have to. Well, you put, started learning technique. Yeah, you learn technique and then you put hours in. You put your hours in riding bulls instead of, you know, you'll figure it out. I guess. Yeah. <clears throat> Speaking of YouTube, social media, let's go back because um, I just, I don't know. I feel like I'm supposed to say congratulations, but I don't really know. I saw some news drop about Snapchat yeah. this week. What's going on? Uh, so, I don't know. Uh, we did uh we did something with somebody one of the many things I did last year I think it might have been the full throttle thing that I did but he was also a producer for Snapchat and my buddy and me Scrawny Brooks where he hung out with me all day Bullfighter Yeah yeah well, he hung out with me he'd be a good person to get on here <laughs> Uh but he hung out with me all day and they just they were recording us randomly with their phones and stuff like that. And they were just like, the chemistry between these two guys and what they do is really cool. Yeah. So they were like, let's introduce this to Snapchat because they're looking for mini docs or yeah. whatever they call them. And one thing led to another. And Auntie, me, Tyler, Warner, and Andrew now, um, we're all going to be on this show. And it's pretty much just going to be like following us around, learning our lives and what it takes to be a professional bull rider and what it takes to live with uh, a bunch of professional bull riders and how irritating it can be, I guess. So, Well, I mean, you got you got a bunch of like-minded guys that all want to be successful, all are willing to put the work in, but at the end of the day, it's like alpha males, yeah. like a whole bunch of alpha males, and that's going to cause <laughs> some interest, some intrigue. But I love that because yeah, I go back to what I was talking about earlier and the guys you've surrounded yourself, not just in the locker room, but like Max, mm -hmm. Andrew, like these guys are so outside of the box when it comes to there's more to life than just riding bulls. Like, oh, yeah. you really are a guy that wants to transcend this sport and do other things. Like, mm -hmm. what? Like, you basically want to be the rock of Western sports, right? Facts. That's Bam. It. Nailed it. <clears throat> that simple. Yeah, it's that simple. Like, like that. What's, what's the big thing? Like, give me the bucket list. What do you want to do? I just. I don't know. I want to get everything I can out of life. Um, and, like, like I've always wanted to be a singer. I've always wanted to be an actor. I've always wanted to rodeo. Yeah. So why not use the platform I've gained from rodeoing to go do other things and then, on top of that, bring a different light into the sport. Like, just think about people, like, look into wrestling because they figured out that's where The Rock came from. Yep. So I want them to be like, all right, who's this Ezekiel Mitchell guy? search me up wikipedia whatever and it's like all right this kid was a freaking professional bull rider and now he's a now let me look at bull riding he's in yeah. movies yep. yeah now let me look into bull riding it's it's so funny we're almost exactly <clears throat> the same person but i have never had interest in riding bulls um and you're not as good looking well but i'm close and and i'm spending a lot of time in the sun which you pointed out earlier yeah, you're getting tan i'm getting tan that, getting nice. tan um, basically have the same abs when we take our same shirt off. Abs. You showed me a picture a minute ago yeah. that uh, you guys took in Sacramento or somewhere totally different than than what most people would expect. Yeah, it was totally different than what I would expect because you, you kind of view bull riders in the traditional rodeo way as kind of modest, you know, and long sleeve, long button, sleeve up. button up. Yep. And like Cochet, that, that, say that right? Yeah. Um, Cochet. He's a freaking genius. He wants to transcend the sport just he's like amazing. everybody else. And he's like, 
I was like, all right. Uh, he, he was like, look at these pictures on the wall. This is kind of what I want y'all to do. There's like pictures of football players and they're all pumped up and, and yelling and stuff. And we did some with like my vest and stuff on. And I was like, we're joking around. I was like, unless y'all want me to take my shirt off, I'll take pictures like that too as a joke. And then Coach Jay's like, yeah, take your shirt off. Let's do it. Anybody got a spray bottle? Spraying yeah. water on me and make it look like I'm glistening. And then we took the pictures and it came out really cool. I'm not sure what we're going, what they're going to do with them yet, but I tell you what's going to cool. happen. They're going to end up in some magazine or they're going to end up on some wall and somebody's going to be like, who is that? And it's going to do exactly what you wanted it to do. It's going to revert people back to this sport. Mm -hmm. That's why I always said, you know, I'm such a pro wrestling guy. I'm such a UFC guy. I love sports. I love anything that's quote unquote man sports, like uh, bodybuilding, world's strongest man, stuff like that. I've always wanted to go out and, you know, do the broadcast for other sports mm -hmm. and take my cowboy hat with me so that people would be like, who's this cowboy? What What is this? Who is this guy? And same thing. If they Google, they go on Instagram or whatever, it reverts them back to the sport. Because at the end of the day, this is my favorite sport in the entire world. There's mm -hmm. nothing in the world like it. And I think that's why people are so drawn to it. I think people are drawn to you for, you know, so many reasons. But that's a big, big reason. The positivity, the hard work, the fact that you see the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't know, man. Like, I could brag all day long about you. Are you guys telling me we're about out of time? Is that what they're telling me? We're, we're running out of time. I know you got a million other things to do. Uh, it took us a year at least to do this. So is it going to take another year for part two? No, we're gonna have to <laughs> we're gonna have to sit down and do this again and dive. There's so much I want to talk about, man. Um, let's do this again soon. Yeah, sounds good. All right, uh, tell your mom I said hello. She looks lovely today, wherever she's at. <laughs> I just want to keep her on my good side. Smart man. Um, absolutely, man. I appreciate you doing this. I, I think the world needs to see more of of this. Um, because I think you, I think you're destined to be a star, and I mean that wholeheartedly. We've talked about that away from cameras and microphones and all that stuff. Like, I, I believe in you. You believe in you. Go be the biggest star ever. Go be the rock. Yes, sir. But be the first Zeke. All right. Uh, yeah. Love you, buddy. I appreciate you this. Thank man. you. Thanks. Rap right pass. Tuning out. <laughs>